There's a purposefulness. And part of that purposefulness is you can't do it alone. I used to be, when I would go to Africa, I'd always go on safari, and that was one of the big things I wanted to see. I wanted to see a kill. I don't want to see that so much anymore. But I do understand the strategy, and that's to divide and conquer. If the devil can get you alone, he can conquer you. I don't care how strong you are. That's why I've told people for years, uh, you don't have to go to church to become a Christian. But if you don't go to church, you will not stay a Christian. That's a fact. People argue, with, oh, I'm, I'm, yeah. oh, yeah. If you are a Christian, you are one that's got a couple messed up ideas. That's what the body is for us. It's to keep all of us. Praise the Lord. Which is why I got into the ministry. This book right here. This book changed my life. I asked Jesus to come into my heart and become my Lord and Savior. And he said, that's the first step. The second step is learning how to do this. I learned it by spending my life in this book. Folks, you cannot stay a Christian without church and without getting into God's Word. You can't. There's too many distractions out there. You go to bookstores, they got a few of them still, everything's not online. They got rows of self-help things. Every time you turn the television on, you got some other self-help guru or, or somebody that you know has a better way. And folks, Jesus said, I am the way. There is no better way. Jesus is the way. Welcome to the Destined to Win podcast with pastor and teacher Tim Masters. Pastor Tim is the senior pastor of Victorious Life Christian Center in Flagstaff, Arizona. I'm Joe Harding, inviting you to join us for worship services Sunday mornings at 10 at 2615 East 7th Avenue across from Cal Ranch. For more information on the ministries of Victorious Life Christian Center or to make a donation, visit us online at vlccaz.org. That's VLCCAZ.org. Now, with today's message, here's Pastor Tim Masters. And so today I want to get into God's Word. And I'm going to, I'm going to be using the NLT translation as I was putting this message together. Uh, the NLT just sets things so uh, very favorable. So if you're using your, your smartphone or you're using your iPad thing, that's where I'm going to do most of it out of. Uh, I also use the New King James, the NIV, several different things. The passion and purpose of God's Word. The passion and purpose of God's Word is that you and I can live a victorious Christian life. The passion and purpose of God's Word. There was a young man that was uh, preaching a sermon, and he asked an elder gentleman to critique his sermon. And the elder pastor had been ministering for, for many, many decades, and, and uh, the young man was really on, on uh, seat's edge, wanting this man who was a, uh, just a master in his own uh, right as far as uh, preaching God's Word and seeing God do tremendous things. Well, after it was all said and done, the young man asked the man to critique uh, the message, and when it was all said and done, he walked up to the to the elder pastor, and he said, so uh, how did you like the sermon? And the pastor, without a hesitation, said, I didn't like it at all. The man was crushed. He said, what, you, you didn't like it at all? He said, yeah, I didn't like your sermon at all because it didn't say anything about Jesus. To which the young man replied, well, the text wasn't about Jesus. To which the elder statesman, and listen to me, and you will hear the passion and the purpose of why I preach. He said, 
just as all roads lead to Rome, every sermon must point to Christ. Why are we doing it if it's not for that reason? See, God has called us to be ministers, not minstrels. Yet many ministers today seem to promote more of a media presentation than a Holy Spirit demonstration. They go through their notes. And folks, don't get me wrong, please. I'm I'm just, can your pastor preach his heart today? Okay, this is why I do what I do. There are so many pastors, and I know many of them personally, will go through their notes line upon line to make sure there's nothing that can be construed offensive. Pulling things out of it so that somebody doesn't get challenged. There's a statement that I've made for years. It used to be men of God and women of God were measured by prayer, power, and passion. But sadly, I flip on the TV today, and more of them are measured by lights, camera, action. And today... Ladies and gentlemen, we are seeing right in front of us the pages of the Bible coming to life. Now, I want to share something. I've shared this in the past or similar things to this. I have never considered myself a great theologian. I have never considered myself a great scholar, let alone, golly, to even consider myself a great pastor or any such thing. But you know something? I've always believed myself an uncompromised preacher of God's Word. I will not falter one way or the other to God's Word. I have no interest in fitting into somebody's point of doctrine or tradition. All I want to know is that all who listen know that's the preacher of the Word of God. 2 Timothy chapter 4. I solemnly urge you in the presence of God in Christ Jesus, who you will someday be judged by, and who will judge the living and the dead when he appears to set up his kingdom. 2 Timothy 4, 1 through 5. Look what it says here. It says, preach the word. Is it in your notes in front of you? Underline it. I solemnly urge you, preach the word. Be prepared whether time is favorable or not. Like I said, I'm reading out the New Living Translation. Patiently correct, rebuke, and encourage your people with good teaching. That's pretty self-explanatory, isn't it? And then it comes into the meat of it. For there's a time coming when people will no longer listen to sound doctrine or wholesome teaching. They will follow their own desires and will look for teachers who will tell them what their itching ears want to hear. Oh, this is the scary line. They will reject the truth. And follow after myths. They will reject the truth and follow after myths. You got your Bible? We're going to spend a long time in the Bible. So, okay, let's go. Let's go. It's in. It's in your notes in front of you. Uh, but open your Bible. That would be one. There's a time coming where they'll look for teachers to tell them whatever they want to hear. They will reject the truth. But you, Timothy, should keep a clear mind in every situation. What does that mean? It very simply means God's right, everybody else is wrong. You want to, I have people, Pastor, how do you know what's right? God. How do you know the right way? God. How do you know what you're supposed to do? God. Oh, Pastor, it's not that simple. Yes, it is. Be thou my vision. Now, here's the tough part, and it's in your notes. 
Don't be afraid of suffering for the Lord. When you stand up, they will try to knock you down. Work at telling others the good news. How many ever tried to tell somebody the good news and it kind of just didn't go very well? That's why that word works there. Work at telling others the good news and fully carry out the ministry. Now, you all have heard me say the book of Isaiah is a microcosm of the entire Bible. You want to read the entire Bible? Read the book of Isaiah. Turn with me in Isaiah to chapter 30. I want to give you a picture of 2 Timothy 4 and Isaiah chapter 30. It's a prophetic word that goes to the end of days. Look what it says here. Now go, write it before them on a tablet, verse 8, and note it on a scroll, that it may be for time to come, forever and forever, that this is a rebellious people talking about the children of Israel and the Christian church who's been grafted in. Are you there? Look what it says here. This is a rebellious people, lying children, children who will not hear the law of God or the truth of God's word, who say to the seers, who say to the prophets, who say to those that are uh, spokesmen for God, who say to them and to the prophets, seers do not see, prophets do not prophesy to us right things. Speak to us smooth things. Look what it says. Prophesy deceits. Get out of the way. Turn aside from the path. Cause the Holy One of Israel to leave us alone. Can somebody say, ouch? We are purposeful in this church because we, we want to mature people. We want Christians to not be tossed aside by every wind of doctrine, but by God's Word stand. You saw in our announcements, Wednesday night Bible class. We have a Wednesday night Bible class, and it many times... It is wall-to-wall people. People that are hungry for the truth. People that are... Folks, can I tell you something? There's a lot more I can do on Wednesday nights than be in church. But I choose to be there to do what? To do what the Word of God tells me to do. Fully carry out the work of ministry that God has set before me. Wednesday night Bible class is very purposeful. We have a brand new class. It's in most of your, uh, we found a couple bulletins that it wasn't in, but it's called Begin. And this is going to be an incredible class. Dave and, and Catherine, stand up, please. They'll be teaching this. So you need to fill this up and turn it into them so that they know who's going to be there. Because there will be food. I learned a long time ago, you want to get people to church, just have food. They'll come. So anyway, it is a very purposeful class. And it's not just for new people. It's It's for every people. It's going to take you all the way from Genesis to Revelation. 
It's going to help us to grow, to understand. This is the whole reason we are developing and have developed the Genesis room. It is the beginning of all things. And folks, the beginning, the course, and the end is God's Word. And so you want to be a part. This is going to be an incredible, incredible class. There is a book that you will go through. It is a $10 fee for the book. And it's going to be, uh, you know, the video, it's going to be a blast. My wife and I were mesmerized. Uh, Catherine and David are putting the video presentation together themselves. And it is stupendous. You want to sign up. You want to be a part of this. As I said, we have a passion and purpose for God's Word and to grow God's people. And number one in your notes, God's purpose is to proclaim the truth. God's purpose is to proclaim the truth. Every sermon that I approach Every sermon I preach, every ministry that we enlist in this church is done so purposefully that will bring encouragement and challenge people to growing. Every Sunday morning on on, uh, three or four different stations, we have a Sunday morning uh, sermon that I uh, have, and it's going out uh, all over the valley, all over the mountain, and, and all around, and actually goes into Phoenix. And I start out every sermon the same. Good morning. This is Pastor Tim Masters of Victorious Life Christian Center. Thank you for joining us. Now, I should sit back and sip a cup of coffee, and let me share some words that would be encouraging, enlightening, and quite possibly even challenging to your life. You see, we like the encouraging and the enlightening, but we're not too happy about that challenging part. How many think you got it all together? Look at somebody and say, he ain't talking about me. Okay, good. I I just want to make sure we got some honest folks in here. Folks, I'm far from God at all together. But everything I do has a purposefulness, and that is God's word with passion and purpose. So in this, I spend a considerable amount of time in preparation and attention as to know that what I am producing will produce life to those who find it. In this, we find a truth. We are not orators. That word orator is just a fancy word that means lecturer or narrator. We are not just orators for man but rather we are oracles of God. That word oracle literally means visionary or revelator. And you know what? It doesn't stop at this pulpit. It stops in the person sitting at your chair. You are the oracle of God. You are the one that is bringing forth the vision, the revelation of God's word to all those that will listen. Our, our dear friend Russ Miller, who is, who is in Iowa right now doing a three-week session, his beautiful wife's here with us, uh, in, in Iowa doing a three-week session, he wrote to me the other day and said, I can't believe I organized three weeks in Iowa. <laughs> but that's what he's doing, and God's doing great things and, and stuff. But 
He preaches a sermon here. How many think you'd be, it's good to have Russ back here pretty soon? What do you think? Okay. Got to get him scheduled, John. Okay, good. Uh, he, does a, he does a message out of Psalm uh, chapter 11, verse 3, that says, if the foundations be destroyed. You need to go look at that passage. The whole of, of Psalm 11 is only about 10 verses. If the foundations be destroyed, you know what it says? Where will the righteous be? If the foundations of our life, which is God's word, be destroyed, how do we stand except for the foundation of God's word? The Bible does not, folks, listen to me. It's not on the screen. The Bible does not encourage exegetical masterpiece or, or liturgical execution. It simply says, preach the word. Proclaim the message. That's all it ever says. Sadly, in the hour we live, pastors today face so much pressure to do everything but preach the word. And this is what happens. Folks, I've got some dear friends that say, I want to do. There's pastors in this town, if I named their names, you would know them, that says, I believe everything you believe, but I won't preach it. Because if I do, they'll leave. And that's what I do with them. I, I don't throw my arms up. I look at them and say, stupid says what? A man of great choice in words. But I ask him, I said, guys, who are you doing this for? Them or him? I love you. I don't want anybody going to hell. Why would I not do what he said, whether you like it or not? Because you're not going to get to heaven on my shirt tail. And sadly, if I don't preach his word, I'm not sure that I'm going to make it. Because I'm going to get there and God's going to say, why didn't you do what I told you? Folks, I ought to preach a, a series on the scary things in the Bible. You know, one of the scary things that I find, God says, if you don't tell them their blood's on your hands, preacher, watchman, that scares me enough to make sure I always preach. You, you, know what the, you know what the church growth gurus tell you? Preach felt needs. Even if you have to compromise the mandate a little bit, because in that you will make possible their dictate. The mandate is God said he's called everywhere, everyone to repent. In today's society, we're encouraged to be storytellers, comedians, entertainers, psychologists, motivational speakers. And we are warned to steer clear of topics that people will find unpleasant. And because of this, many pulpits have given up biblical preaching in favor for devotional homilies designed to make people feel good. Some even replace preaching with drama, entertainment, or some other form just to keep the pews occupied. Now, don't get me wrong, folks. We do all of that stuff here, except for the compromise. We have the most incredible theater arts. Is that what it's called? Creative arts. I knew it was one of them. Creative arts. I started to say drama team, but I know that's not what we titled it. Creative arts. We don't want drama. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we have the most incredible creative arts team. 
We got Miss Beverly and, and Sarah here. Every year, they just, just, just tremendous. So we do all of that. So, so don't get me wrong. But there's a time and place for such things. Biblical passion. Biblical passion is only elucidated in one way, and that is with passion and purpose. The Word of God says, be prepared whether the time is favorable or not. Patiently correct, rebuke, and encourage your people with good teaching. Let let me take you to 2 Timothy chapter 3. Look at verse verse, uh, uh, 16 and 17. Look what it says here. All Scripture is given by the inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, and instruction in righteousness. All Scripture for instruction that the man of God can be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. Ladies and gentlemen, if I detour from that word, when pastors detour from that word, they will get to the place where they will begin to preach a God without wrath who will bring men without sin into a kingdom without judgment through the ministrations of a Christ without a cross. I've never heard such a thing. It's called Christian liberalism, folks. It is a doctrine that has swept through the church of Jesus Christ. It's better known as ultimate reconciliation to where everybody's going to be okay in the end. Everybody's going to be saved. Now, I understand, folks. I understand. Some preaching can be too demeaning. You spend too much time on the problem and not time on the promise. The promise of God is that while we were still sinners, Christ died. The promise of God is that it's his goodness that leads to repentance. And that's what we base our lives. That's what we live our lives. That's what we dedicate our lives on. 1 Timothy chapter 4 gives us an understanding. As we read in our text, the time is coming to where they will not endure wholesome teaching. Look what it says in verse 1 of 1 Timothy. The Holy Spirit speaks clearly in the last times some will depart from the faith. 2 Timothy chapter 3 says, Timothy, know this, in the last times it will be very difficult for the church. It will be very difficult for the church for people will become lovers of selfies. I mean, their selves. Where were you? Oh, me and John, we were in church. (laughs) Did you know Facebook gets more talked about than church does? But not our church. We're going to talk about us on Facebook, aren't we? People will become lovers of themselves more than lovers of God. Lovers of pleasures. They'll no longer listen to sound and wholesome 
teaching. This is all in your notes. Look at this. Look at the digression of Timothy. The first warning, he said, some will depart from the faith. The second warning, dangerous times are coming to the church. The third warning, those in the church will not heed sound doctrine. They want to hear what they want to hear, even if it means rejecting the truth. Tell the prophets not to tell us the truth. Fill us with deceits. Tell the preacher, don't preach like that or I'm leaving. And I'm taking my pocketbook with me. One thing that I learned about God's Word, it'll either draw you in or it'll drive you out. And this is happening in the church today. Many have lost their tolerance for confrontive preaching, ignoring biblical teaching for compromising ethics. And I blame the pulpit. We have gotten so, so bothered by what you think. And folks, don't get me wrong. I, I do care what you think. About this, not so much. About me, I want everybody to love me. Okay, maybe not. Yeah. Folks, we care what people think. But there's a truth, and it's in your notes. Vance Havner said, the task of the preacher is to comfort the afflicted and to afflict the comfortable. Just real quick, part two. God's passion is to set people free. You know the problem? There's many pulpits that now give you the idea from what? I don't really need to be set free. And if you don't need to be set free, what do you need Jesus for? And if you don't need Jesus, what do you need church? Am I making any sense today? You don't need freedom if you're not in bondage. Well, the Bible says that the world's in bondage to sin. But Jesus said in John chapter 8, to the Jews who claim to have believed on him, I'm reading out out of the message translation this time. Look what it says here. Jesus responded and said, if you stick with this, living out what I tell you, you are my disciples. You'll know the truth, and the truth will set you free. It doesn't say the church will set you free. It doesn't say the pulpit will set you free. It says that God's word, the truth, will set you free. Let's go back to our text. Paul said there's a time coming when people no no longer listen to sound and wholesome teaching. They will follow their own desires and look for teachers who will tell them what they want to hear, and they will reject the truth. We were told about that 3,000 years ago in the book of Isaiah. A time is coming, and now is. I've shared the story before, but it's so... It so fits this sermon that it bears repeating. There was a young pastor that was hired uh, for a church, and uh, he came in, and, and he preached the opening sermon, and the people were just enamored. They were mesmerized. It, it was just incredible. The, the pastor just went away, and everybody, great accolades, loved him. The next week he came back, he preached the same sermon. Six weeks go by, he's preaching the same sermon. The board all of a sudden gets together and says, I think we made a mistake. This guy's a one-track preacher. So the board all got together, and some of the head people in the church got together and said, Pastor, we love what you're doing. We love the message. We love this. But it's been the same message. Do you got anything else? And the pastor looked at him and said, I got lots, but you guys ain't got this one yet. 
I can't tell you how many times I have preached a sermon and I just watched God do great things. I said, I ought to preach that again next Sunday. Paul and your pastor is not interested in Burger King Christianity. There's no place in the Bible that says you can have it your way. That's for Burger King. In fact, Paul is urging Timothy far away from garnering the accolades of the world. He talked to him about preaching potential hardships and the hard tips that will follow the preaching of God's Word. The success Paul encouraged was raising up the divine standard. I've shared this with you many, many times, and and as I begin to wrap up this morning, don't come yet, as I begin to wrap up this morning, I have said this many, many times, if God, when the rapture happens, I don't, know the, I don't know how it's going to all happen in a moment in the twinkling of eye. I understand all that, but I'd sure like for God to be able to let me just get a glimpse over my shoulder because all I want to do, I want to see victorious life empty. I want to see this building completely empty because that means everyone made it. But I can't do that if I change this message. Luke chapter 6 says, Woe unto all of you if everyone speaks well of you, speaking to the pastors. Luke 6, 26, it's in your notes. He said that's the way that the forefathers talked to the well, uh, of the false prophets. You see, preaching is not always easy, but it's the only thing God honors in building his church. You see, ladies and gentlemen, It's not my prerogative to trim or to tailor, to manage or to massage the truth to fit it into an agenda. It is my job to preach God's word, God's way, because that and that alone is God's will. That's why Paul wrote to Timothy. He said in 2 Timothy 1, 7 and 8, it's in your notes, folks, for God has not given you a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power and of love and of a sound mind or a self-disciplined heart. Don't ever be ashamed of the gospel and to tell others about it. In 1 Timothy 6, 20, he said, Timothy, guard what has been entrusted to you. Guard your heart. Guard the word of God. And in 2 Timothy 2.15, kind of my, my alma mater, if you will, work hard so that you can present yourself to God and receive his approval. Be a good worker, one who does not need to be ashamed, but correctly explains the word of truth. I know it is, Hensley. Praise the Lord. I don't see you, but I sure hear you. I love it. Let me wrap it up today. I would say in closing, but when a preacher says in closing, it means absolutely nothing. God's purpose and God's passion has always been and will always be my pursuit. 
as a faithful minister, the whole of what we do here at Victorious Life revolves around the passion, pursuit, and the purpose of guarding, studying, and proclaiming the Word of God. Colossians chapter 1. God has given me the responsibility of serving His church. Now I want you to grab this, folks. I was listening, and this has happened several big name television pastors, and if I named names, you would know them. Well, why don't you preach on this? That's not my call. Why don't you preach on that? It's not my call. Why don't you deal with this subject? It's not my call. Why don't you deal with that? It's not my call. My call is to encourage. Throw it away. You want to you get a singular call? It's called a challenge. Speak the truth in love. Let, let me finish that passage in Colossians chapter 1. God has given me the responsibility of serving His church. It's in your notes, isn't it? Yes. Read the last four words with me. Proclaiming His entire message. Pretty clear, isn't it? I love Vance Havner. He is one of our, one of our uh, uh, holiness preachers from, from years and years gone by. Listen to what he says. He said, an effective preacher preaches sin black, hell hot, judgment certain, eternity long, and salvation free. When Paul was challenged on controversial subjects, you know what Paul said? We we see it in 1 Corinthians 2, 2. I've determined to know nothing but Jesus Christ and Him crucified. He didn't die for nothing, folks. You see, ladies and gentlemen, as the worship team comes, it's not my goal to be the sharpest, the wittiest, or even the most entertaining. It is my goal with every passion and fiber and moment of my life is to preach Christ alone, through grace alone, by faith alone. It is to faithfully preach and teach the Word of God with every fiber of my being that lives can be transformed, that heaven can be populated, and hell can be pummeled. Don't, 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 don't ever get me wrong. And I pray that what I teach is interesting. I pray that what I teach is informative. I pray that what I teach is enlightening. But the reason we do what we do is to build God's people. Pastor Tim Masters with this week's message on the Destined to Win podcast. Destined to Win is made possible with the prayerful and financial support of those destined to win. To donate online, visit vlccaz.org. That's vlccaz.org. Destined to Win is a production of Victorious Life Christian Center with services Sunday mornings at 10 and Wednesday evenings at 6.30. Join us at 2615 East 7th Avenue, across from Cal Ranch. I'm Joe Harding. 
from Pastor Tim Masters and the congregation at Victorious Life Christian Center. You're invited to join us here next week for another edition of the Destined to Win podcast.